solar panels can save so much money each year, thousands, when you have a system that can truly offset your usual energy costs. Great. So we're not trying to discourage you from considering getting solar energy. You just have to do your homework first to make sure all of these extra issues are covered and that you actually will truly benefit. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome in. Cindy, I've been noticing that my utility bills have been going way up. They really have. It's enough to make you consider alternative energy sources, which actually I have been. Wouldn't mm-hmm. it be great to save money and help the environment? Yes, it would. That's why. Today, Cindy and I will be discussing solar energy. Wouldn't it just be amazing to put solar panels on your roof? But does it really make sense financially? Good question. More and more people are moving towards getting solar energy in their homes, especially with those rising costs of electricity and other fuels. And prices for solar have come down quite a bit so that more of the population can afford it, though still most of us can't. (laughs) But for people who have the money, it's a great thing to do for the environment. And most of us think highly of those who take the serious steps to live even a little bit off the grid. That's so true, Cindy. I always admire the solar panels when I see them on someone's roof, almost always in the suburbs. If you can afford them, maybe you'd be happy to reduce your carbon footprint and not focus so much on the costs. I would love to be in that position. Yeah. But most of us don't have that kind of money to put into saving the environment unless it will help us with our day-to-day expenses. Right. It's still a very big outlay of dollars. Yes. In terms of availability to regular people, there are a lot of incentives by the government and some of the manufacturers where they bring down the costs and make it more affordable. Right. But it's still not something a lot of us can actually do. But what if we could? Is it worthwhile to consider it? Does it really save people money? If you're lucky enough to be able to come up with the money somehow, It's true. You would still want to know if you're really going to get that return on your investment. Exactly. And that's especially true for people who struggle with paying bills and for whom higher energy costs can have pretty serious consequences. Even those who can afford it often don't realize that solar panels don't always help you save money and they don't totally eliminate energy bills right away, if at all. The benefits of solar energy are often highlighted while some of the true costs are hidden. The cost of going solar depends on several things we don't always think about. For one thing, the average cost of a solar panel installation is thousands of dollars, sometimes like $15,000 up to $25,000, according to the Center for Sustainable Energy. Of course, as we mentioned, there are a lot of tax credits and incentives possible, so you can consider that. Right. The government offers some significant incentives, and different states have added incentives that could also be worth looking into. The costs of going solar are also becoming less expensive, which could ultimately affect the incentives. But either way, it's worth checking with several companies as well as checking federal and state incentive programs. But getting back to that initial thousands of dollar investment, 
The main cost at the beginning is the installation and the actual panels themselves. And most of us know the initial dollar output is large, but we expect to make up for it in savings over time. That's what would make that worth it if you have the money or can get it. But this is where you have to look a little closer to make sure that if you're doing this to save money, that you ultimately will save money. Over time, most of us want to save more than we spend on solar panels. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> so we understand that solar panels use the sun to generate their own power, and their power is in the form of electricity. So your electricity can be lowered or maybe even disappear with solar panels. Correct. But electric rates vary depending on your location and, of course, your use. You have to consider how much energy you usually consume, which you can get from your monthly bill, it tells you that, and what size system you'll need to generate the amount of energy you need based on your usual use. And if you pay a lot for electricity or use a ton of it for whatever reason, chances are you'll be more likely to benefit from solar panels. They would then probably be able to offset the high cost of your electric bill. But you have to keep in mind that rates and use fluctuate and change, so you can't count on them to be fixed in terms of the amount you can predictably recover. Right. Another factor is that not all homes have enough sun exposure or good placement for panels. Since solar panels get their energy from the sun, you have to have a lot of it. You have to take into account the direction of the sun in relation to your home, the amount of sun that will shine on the panels and where the panels will be placed. If you have a pitched roof, you know, the very pointy kind, it's much more difficult to get the panels up there. And also certain types of roofing material like slate, for example, is not compatible with getting those panels up there. Right. Sometimes it makes sense to mount solar panels on the ground if you have a good sunny place in a big yard or something. In that case, an unexpected cost could be the cost of landscaping the area around it or underneath it. Yeah, because you have to make sure that weeds and grasses or any other plant or flower doesn't grow high around the panels because it could block the sun. Right. The good thing is that once you get the panels installed, whether it's on the roof or on the ground, they don't need a lot of maintenance and they can last for a long time. Studies show that even after 20 years, solar panels continue working at about 90% of their original output. They're kind of easy to maintain because there aren't any moving parts. So maintenance is at a minimum, but sometimes repairs are needed and maintenance costs can spring up even with the generous warranties they offer. And the equipment might be covered, but not the labor to fix it or replace it maybe, for example. You might also need to hire a professional to clean your panels if your home gets a lot of dust or dirt, pollen, this stuff clings to panels and can block the sun also, making the solar panels less effective in their output for you. And for a lot of solar panels owners, this only has to happen once a year or every few years, but it still can put you out hundreds or maybe even thousands of dollars when you need it done. So in general, solar panels last a long time, though they usually need to be replaced after 25 to 30 years. So then you have to pay again that whole big new installation and panels cost. And you might have to replace the roof under them. A roof usually lasts about 20 years too, which would require their being taken down and then reinstalled, another possible expense. So when you calculate savings, you have to keep all of these things in mind and think about what that would look like over a long period of time, like a 25-year time frame. Like any other big expenditure too, Getting solar panels should include several estimates. 
there can be big differences in various solar companies, you know, like the ones who might not tell you you don't get enough sun. And they also offer different deals that are worth researching before making a decision. And the cost of solar panels can vary. So does the cost of the contracting for installation. But if you have the right setup, solar energy in your home can save hundreds or even thousands of dollars a month. You just have to be aware of the nuances that can affect your expected savings. In addition to what we already mentioned, there are also a few added costs to consider (laughs) on top of the installation costs. For example, insurance for your solar panels is recommended. It's a big investment, so you want to protect it. Solar panel companies and contractors usually offer some type of warranties, often ranging from 10 to 20 years, which is helpful and important, but they don't cover everything, including certain emergencies like acts of nature. Right. And since your panels are outside, either on your property or actually on your house, they're exposed to the elements of nature all the time. Solar panels installed on the roof might be covered under your homeowner's property insurance because they're permanently fixed to your house. But the added value of having them there might require an increase in coverage and therefore an increase in what you pay monthly to insure your house. (sighs) Yeah. Who thinks of all this stuff? (laughs) That's why we're talking about it. (laughs) Solar panels mounted on the ground are not physically attached to your home, so they might even need a separate policy. In either way, like I said, the panels are exposed at all times and therefore likely to be damaged if there's a fire, during extreme weather conditions. They can even be stolen. These expensive babies need to be protected. Of course, the additional money you might end up paying for insurance will still be worth all the money you'll save if you've done your homework. But when money is tight, you need to know about every extra cost. I mean, it sounds kind of prohibitive. It does. (sighs) Another cost we might not think of is for the internet monitoring system you'd want so that you can track the production of electricity your system is making for you. I mean, you want to know what it's doing, right? Most of us already have internet, but it's conceivable that someone has to create an internet subscription just to monitor their solar panel production. I would never have thought of that. (laughs) This is crazy. (laughs) Finally, We need to know how having solar energy interfaces with the utility company because you're not doing this, you know, all by yourself. Do they have a role? Do they buy extra energy that you might produce but not use? Do they store it for a fee? It's likely that the utility company won't stop sending bills and charging us for things like customer service, delivery, and other unnamed services. (laughs) You bet they're going to keep their hand in there. Yeah. It might only be a few dollars a month, but they are a few annoying dollars. And again, if you're breaking the bank and using all the incentives possible to go solar, every few extra dollars can be painful. There are also some cases where your electricity use is going to be higher than what your solar system produces. And if you didn't have enough money to install a large enough system to cover 100% of your use, you might be surprised that you still have a high electric bill. And sometimes, even though you're using less electricity because your solar panels are producing your own, the cost of electricity in your area could rise enough to make it harder to see your savings. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Well, like I mentioned, if you produce more electricity than you use, the utility company compensates you for it. They'll buy it from you. But they also make sure to take their share when your production falls short. But even with all these extra fees, solar panels can save so much money each year, thousands, 
when you have a system that can truly offset your usual energy costs. Great. So we're not trying to discourage you from considering <laughs> getting solar energy. You just have to do your homework first to make sure all of these extra issues are covered and that you actually will truly benefit from going off the grid. Right house, right place. All that. <laughs> it's a shame that since most people don't have lots of extra wealth sitting around, they have to benefit financially to do the best thing for the environment. But we have to be realistic and practical. And that's the way it is. That is the way it is. Money <laughs> is the bottom line. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening today. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Until next time, take care.